Take two. Good morning, and welcome to the Free to Be Show. <laughs> um, Good morning. I'm so happy that I'm I'm here with you today, Oren. Um, I am going to play the introduction because the the intro has some agreements in there. So okay. on the topic of sacred thinking, as people listen, um, they can think about what it is that they're agreeing to in this conversation today. So we begin again. Yes. Let's normalize that smiling is being present with your soul and accept that you have the power to replenish from within. Let's agree that you are the creator of your world. Own the energy of your words. Most importantly, replenish with your own smile. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the ultimate joymonger. My name literally means the heart of the ocean of forgiveness. Listen to this show as if you are excavating your life for places where you limit your own freedom. Are you free? Let's see. And we're back. And we're back. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So when I approached you about being on my show um, to discuss sacred thinking, what came up for you? Mm. Well, ex- excitement, curiosity. Um, gratitude. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's even a compelling phrase. Sacred yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I um I decided to look it up. You know, I, I like to do a little bit of research sometimes because I come up with words and I think, oh, I'm the first person to think of this, right? <laughs> and you know, the truth is <laughs> there, you know, there's like something bigger than me, right? Something bigger than all of us. Um, that actually uh, gives us this intelligence and we are just conduits for that. So um, apparently there's a man that wrote a whole book called Sacred Thinking. Oh, and wow. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I, I did want to think of, uh, I, I did want to come up with a, like a proper definition. Like if I were to create a definition, what would it be? And um, for me, I say it's just allowing, um, like surrendering my mind to the divine. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's where I was coming from when I when I thought of sacred thinking and what could my world be if that's all I ever did. It's just surrender my mind to the divine. Mm. Um, so when I say Beautiful. that now, where does your heart go? <laughs> mm. Well, an exhale, right? There's a sense of peace in that. And sacred thinking, when I think about thinking, like as an, an activity is like thinking from the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, from divine mind, from the authenticity 
of of what is. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah, thinking thinking's in in as I'm saying it, and as you said, sacred thinking. Thinking's even an interesting word to just distinguish between thoughts and and even and thinking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like utilization of our mind, you know, the activity of thinking, you know, and how often we're thinking versus having thoughts. Mm. So. <laughs> Say more about that. Thinking versus having thoughts. Because like, well, before you speak, I'm, I'm just going to share this, right? So we started the show, right? And we had um, some something unexpected happen. And so I was not in my thinking. I was in my... <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I really didn't go to the, the, the spiral thinking of I'm worried about whatever, whatever. Right. I was in my, I was totally all the way down in my heart. And I was mm -hmm. like, there's a really great message that needs to be conveyed. And this is happening. Right. I didn't like, I didn't go into any of the worrying that this is not going to happen show's not going to happen it was just mm -hmm. completely all in and and then just when i was like the solution will come then nick popped up and i was right. like ah there's a solution <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that feels like thinking or sacred thinking mm -hmm. you know versus the commentary and just making up things about what's happening. Yeah. And then believing them to be true. So I think when we're truly thinking, thinking becomes also very creative and very recept receptive. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're in a state of receptivity, it's also when uh, intelligence can come into the mind. absolute true intelligence can come into the mind. And that reminds me when I looked up, where was it? Look, I actually did <laughs> write down these definitions. So what does it say? Um, okay, so according to uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, it said sacred, the power being or realm understood by religious persons to be at the core of existence and to have a transformative effect on their lives and destinies. Other terms such as holy, divine, transcendent, ultimate being or ultimate reality, mystery and perfection or purity have been used for this domain. Sacred is also an important technical term in the scholarly study and interpretation of religions. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there was someone somewhere where I saw something about uh, intelligence, though. But I think that was when I looked up the definition of thinking. <clears throat> it had something more to do with, um, you know, the intelligence that that we have to process 
thoughts. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just reminded of a something I posted on Instagram recently about relationships. And it basically says the I know my partner is can be a way can be very limiting to a relationship right and it doesn't have to be like a love relationship or divine union it really any relationship when we're thinking about someone else like we're not responsible for how people behave or act or show up but we are responsible for how we are thinking about them and essentially what I was saying in that post and I was relating this to relationships is that if we start to accumulate memories, especially emotionally charged memories, then we start holding perceptions of people and we say, oh, I, I know Cordelia, right? Yes. Then it starts to become a, a mental movie and a creation versus an actual in the moment, open-hearted, connected relationship. And so that's phrase however innocent it may be and I think that it can be you know there's some sacredness to just say, yeah I know my partner but really like what does that mean you know mm. I, I believe we can know someone's heart we can know someone's soul but as soon as we get into like the soul then we're really this dynamic you know uh infinite spirit and so when we start to think we know someone that's maybe not so sacred thinking, right? Not oh my to say goodness. that not to say yes. that it's bad, but it's not sacred, meaning not not pure. It's not based in pure relationship because it's being now projected from a memory. It's like, oh, I know Cordelia. So now there's two relationships. There's my relationship mm. with you, and there's my relationship with you and my own <laughs> and my yeah, own, my and own your thinking. own thinking. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes. Hey, Steve, you made it. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Steve. I hope <laughs> that is so brilliant. So like what I heard you say was when you are saying that I know my partner, you're mm, projecting because you're in like a judgment mind and you're in your own uh, experience of that person, not fully allowing your heart to be open and present with that person right. because you're living in the memory of a previous experience. With right. that person. I mean, right. and that's and so accurate. Right. And then you're and, like, <laughs> and, then, and then, and then you're, you're literally, not seeing God in them. You're not seeing the infinite possibility that they are always, that we all are. And you're projecting a narrow, finite view of them and then calling that them. Mm. You know, here, here's a, an example of this. I was speaking to a client one day and she was getting, just getting into her imagination and your dream, her dreams and what she really, really was excited about doing in her life. And once she tuned into that childlike space of pure limitless imagination, she said, you know, what I really want to do is travel the world. I was like, yeah, tell me more about it. Where do you want to go? And she's like, oh, I'd love to go to Oklahoma and, you know, go to the Grand Canyon. And I said, tell me more. And she started building, you know, this momentum of imagination and enthusiasm. And 
as soon as she started getting into more detail, kind of like maybe this summer, I felt her energy drop. And I said, what, I said, what just happened there? She's like, well, my husband. And I said, what about your husband? She's like, well, I want to travel. She said, but I know. And I said, hold on. I said, whatever. I said, I'm going to challenge you. I said, whatever you're about to say, I'm going to let you say it. or I'm going to have you say it. Whatever you're about to say is not the truth. And she was like, I said, but go ahead and say it. She's like, well, I know my husband when it comes to travel, you know, he's got the company, you know, he's, you know, they're changing management and he's really busy at the office. So when it comes to travel and she went on for a moment and then we paused again and I said, that's not your husband. Like I said, do you know that for sure? Hmm. That 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 is how he's going to respond to your vision to travel. I said, can you say for sure? Like, where are you drawing that information from? Mm -hmm. I said, you're drawing it from the past. And it's not to say that the past didn't happen. And then we did a little role play, which was really fun. I said, I said, all right, let's role play. I'll, I'll be you. You be your husband. (laughs) Take one. I'll be this version of you that speaking to me right now. Hey, honey. um, How's your day? Oh, great. Yeah, so I just got off the phone call with this amazing guy, Oren Harris, and, you know, I started talking about traveling around the world, but I know you're busy at the office, but I thought, hey, it might be really, you know, it might be nice if we could get away, you know, uh, take the kids, take a vacation. I mean, I know things are really busy at work, and I know it's really difficult for you. I was like, that's one version of the conversation. Right. Right. And I said, take two. Hey, babe, how's your day? I had the most amazing vision come to me in an incredible conversation with Oren Harris. Imagine this. Mm. We get that slipstream trailer, the one we saw at the trade show last year, you know, the one with the silver wheels with the sound system, playing, bumping your favorite music. We get the, you know, we get our, our nanny to travel with us and we take the kids and we go across the Grand Canyon. We stop at our favorite cafes. And I went on and on. I transmitted this vision. I said, which of those do you think is going to be the most powerful? And the point that I was illuminating there to tie it into here is that when we speak from that state of being, of embodying the vision and also embodying the person in the vision, then now we're inviting a possibility And we're also inviting them into a particular vibration. And that that's a completely different conversation. So now we're not holding the memory. Therefore, the memory that becomes a projection of, well, I know my husband and I know you're limited. I mean, really, it's innocent, but that's what we're saying. Like, hey, I know there's some obstacles, some things that we'd have to organize, but you're not capable of that. We're not capable of that. Wow. So version B, it's like you're literally even though we're not responsible for how people show up and how they act and behave, we are responsible for how we're creating them because we're only ever experiencing someone in our own consciousness. And so in the, the, in take two, it's a completely different conversation and where we're speaking from is also impacting what it is that we're drawing out of people. That's why 
you know, you can see this in a community sometimes. Everybody's like, oh, Jack, he's an asshole. Like, I know this is what he did, this is what he did. And I'm like, that's weird. When he was with me, he was right. amazing. <laughs> like, how's that possible? It's because of also how we're creating them to be. So it can be incredibly vulnerable. It could be incredibly, uh, if you really look beneath the surface, to actually meet somebody in the intimacy of the present moment without projection, open-hearted, can be very vulnerable. And this is where forgiveness comes in, especially if there's negatively emotionally charged memories of someone. And what I realized just through introspection and observation is one of the reasons that we hold these memories is because we're trying to protect our heart. We're trying to mm. protect ourselves from potentially getting hurt. And anyway, we're was, creating that was, more. That was a lot. Well, yeah, and, and we're still, but we're creating suffering in protecting our hearts. So are we really protecting our hearts? Right. Yeah. I love that you brought the forgiveness in there too, because that's like a nice bridge. Because last month, I don't know if you know, but my theme on the Free to Be show was forgiveness. Mm. And it was beginning with soul forgiveness. And so I thought like once you've, you know, really embodied that soul forgiveness now you're able to step into sacred thinking and surrender your mind to the divine so that you can mm. be and i'm going to slow this down for people who didn't catch it when owen his brilliance said this so that you can be in the the intimacy of the present moment with the person in front of you and allow yourself to create them from a, a place of sacredness and divinity, you know, so that your hearts can connect. And mm. that's the automatic protection. You see? Yes. Steve says, this which O speaks is also true with how yes. we see and create ourselves. Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas says, we hold them hostage to the past we hold of them. Yeah. And, and, and in doing those things, right. And in, in creating ourselves, it, we, we are diminishing ourselves actually. Right. And, and we're keeping ourselves from the present and the future by holding others hostage. A hundred percent. I was just um, in DC with a client and we, when we sat down, I was, you know, asking him, why are we here? You know, what does he, what does he want? What does he want to create? He said, you know, I, I want to get unstuck. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? He said, he said, you know, I've got, I've got this incredible vision for my business, my life and my relationships. He's like, but, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And the first thing that came up was like, well, I said, how do you know you're stuck? I was like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm stuck because I said, but I said, hear what you're even saying. You're saying I am stuck mm. it would be more true to say i feel stuck hmm. but he'd been he'd been going on for months with this i am stuck and so if if it's true if you've established if you've created that wh who and what i am is stuck then now all of your problem solving your trajectory towards your vision is now based on your starting from I'm stuck though. So I have to get unstuck in order to get where I'm going. I was like, mm. but is, is that, is that true? And is that who you are? 
And it was interesting that when we looked beneath the surface of that, again, it, it was a kind of protection trying to happen. It was a fear of, of feeling something. And so it got replaced with, you know, I'm stuck. Hmm. And I, I, I've noticed that like all fear is really a fear of feeling, hmm. a fear of feeling something. If you think about any fear that you have and trace it down to its roots, like right to the core, it's a fear of feeling something. And mm. the beautiful thing about feeling is that feeling won't break us. It won't kill us. So anyway, as a, not a side note, but another thing that's, that's happening beneath yeah. this. Sometimes when we declare something, all right, or say I am stuck or I am that, we may just be afraid of feeling something. Yeah, which is more accurate. So right. let's talk about feelings. <laughs> what? Why? Why are we protecting ourselves from feeling? That's like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it a what? What's the worst thing that could happen if we experience our emotions? I mean, babies are great examples, right? If we, if we, they move through different emotional states fluidly, effortlessly without the generation of a, a story, they're not like feeling something and saying, you know, oh my God, I feel so unworthy right now. They're just pure feeling. And so we have it in us to feel unconditionally. We all have that capacity to feel without generating resistance, fear, judgment, projecting a story giving some sort of meaning and just, just feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like a superpower just because it's so rare to truly just feel something in a moment. And when we have that, that uh, freedom to feel, which is love, then it frees up our energy to create. Cause now yeah. we're not, we're not using our energy to protect ourselves from feeling something or potentially feeling something. And the freedom, <clears throat> I also am, am hearing you say like, it's, it's in the unconditional love that you're allowing in the moment, right. you know, um, which it, it's kind of like the feeling passes through and now that we're not babies, we can see it for the lesson that it's meant to present us with, right? Because our feelings are basically information mm -hmm. for the elevation of our souls. Yeah, and when we, when we integrate lessons through trial and error, trials and tribulations, mistakes, failures, whatever, exploration, when we integrate lessons, then that should return us to open-hearted innocence. Like true wisdom, when it's integrated, takes us back to our heart, to where we're not having to use knowledge and wisdom of the lessons learned in order to try to protect ourselves, right? And this is one of the reasons why I've discovered that we have a hard time forgiving ourselves or others. It's, it's that the the mind or the ego is thinking consciously or unconsciously, well, if I extend my forgiveness and I open my heart back again in connection and love, 
and seeing this person in their innocence or ourselves, then I might get hurt again, right? Either, either t- two things, two ways I've, I've seen this. One is the thought process of, is if I forgive, then I'm condoning bad behavior as if to say that forgiveness and compassion means agreement. It doesn't, right? And so yeah. when we are thinking, not sacred thinking, when we're thinking, and this could be happening in our subconscious, when we're thinking in this way, then the ego starts to play the justice system and basically says, well, <laughs> once you've righted your wrongs, once you get to the, some point in the future, then you're worthy of love again. Then you're worthy of my love again. And, and that's coming from fear and protection, right? We're afraid that if we forgive, then we're basically condoning some bad behavior in another or ourselves, or we're afraid that if we forgive and we open up and allow ourselves to be in our innocence and see someone in their innocence again, that something's gonna come out of left field and we're gonna get betrayed again and feel the pain again. And so that's, those are two kind of revelations that I had about forgiveness of why it can be really difficult to forgive or forgive ourselves. And, and with ourselves, the way that works is like, you know, well, if I forgive myself, then I might get passive. My, I might get weak. I might not stay on top of my game. So I have to like, you know, hold this mantle. Yeah, over myself. But <laughs> we just hold ourselves back with that. That's like, right unnecessary armor, you know, and one of the things that came up last month when we were talking about forgiveness was it's really a place of understanding, right? Like once, once you understand that, uh, this, that life is for you, that's the understanding that you really need to get to like, Mm. um, life is for you and the emotions are for you to awaken your awareness um, of possibilities for you. And I'm, I'm like participating in this conversation. I just like experienced all of this uh, recently mm. where I had a, an interaction with someone and I went to a place of complete judgment and I had a lot of emotions around it. And then I was just like, well, wait, what if the purpose of this was to awaken something in me? So I, I, w- I reached back out to the person. I'm like, let's talk about this. And so in that conversation, it confirmed that this was to awaken a certain understanding within me and um, something that I, you know, a boundary that I was bypassing within my relationships mm. with people. And so now that was my level of understanding. And just like a baby in 12 hours or less, I went from being totally pissed. This person is an asshole to Wow, right. I'm so happy I know you. This is for the <laughs> elevation of my soul. We're the best, you know? That's so um, Nick has a question. How does peace play in with this? And what else did he say? Some people struggle with that word forgiveness. What does that word mean to you? Double whammy with the questions. What say you? Or? With a double whammy. <laughs> well, one way that peace plays into it is that Peace essentially comes from trust. And when I'm describing forgiveness and releasing the, the, the mind, which is trying to protect us or trying to you know, create justice, which it has little to no power to do so, and we release and come back into open-hearted innocence, another way to describe that is trust. But what are we trusting in? We're trusting in 
something beyond what we can control and see. We're trusting in the intelligence of life. We're trusting in love. We're trusting in the divine. We're trusting in our heart's intelligence. We're trusting in our innocence. But it's the trust that also creates the peace, right? Because the peace is also the, the byproduct of not having to be in this fight or flight or kind of controlled state to try to uh, need to protect ourselves. So peace is a result of, of trust, of trust in mm. life, right? Because then there's less to think about because one of the reasons we are not at peace is because we're using a lot of our consciousness and our mental bandwidth and our energetic bandwidth, not only to create what we want in life, but to create what we don't want. We're trying yes. to make, make sure that in the future, because in the past, hey, I was... I was in my innocence, I was being myself, and then I didn't see it coming. And then life betrayed me or a moment happened. And so in order to make sure that doesn't happen again, then now, like I said, the ego is trying to protect us, which is very loving, right? It just, it's just, it, it's, it's the antithesis of peace and it doesn't result in peace. And so that's my first answer to the two-part question. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally feel that and have experienced that once I trust, right? The process, the, just the living, the peace comes when I resist, you know, and I have judgment and categorize what's happening, then yeah, it, it makes, I cause much, much suffering for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess we, we really did talk about forgiveness. So he, he asked, what does the word forgiveness mean to you? But I, I feel like we have covered that unless you want to throw in something more. Well, hmm. to me, forgiveness is also... Hmm. Did I lose you? I'm still here. I just oh, put okay. you on you the big screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so everybody can see you and your wisdom. Yeah, that's that's a deep question. What is what is forgiveness? Forgiveness essentially allows us to cleanse our perception that is rooted in separation and judgment, right? And and move back into our heart. And to see, actually see, right? You know, love, love, which we allow love to flow as we move into forgiveness. Love is not, some, some people say love is blind. Love is not blind. It's the only place from which we can truly see. And when I say truly see, I mean truly see, right? And so if someone, if someone betrays us in some way, then, you know, that's, that's not who they are, right? That's how they're behaving. And so we can deal with that on a level of integrity, resolution, you know, whatever that that's, that's in the physical, but what happens in forgiveness in the non-physical is that we, when we move back into our heart, we can see, we can actually see, oh, what's really happening in this side of this person is they're afraid. They're in, they're in pain. And so I don't know if that's answering what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is almost like a, a process in a sense, 
right? That's allowing us to return back to true sight and back to our natural state of being, which is that of love. And so I guess forgiveness is the, 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 the process. And within that there's compassion and understanding, um, which allows us to release, release the hold is, is, is coming from the fear and it's holding us apart, not only from the truth of who they are, but from the truth of who we really are. And so it creates a, a constraint. It doesn't allow love to flow. So I guess forgiveness is really a process in that sense. And it's true. Forgiveness is, is miraculous, you know? Yeah, I agree. So like what I'm envisioning is the fear is like us being, let's say in a cube, Mm -hmm. like, right. And when we open ourselves to love, the love is the dissolution of the cube. Right. And nice. then okay. like what comes in, like if you want to imagine sun rays, right? So the sun rays would be like trust, compassion, um, unconditional love, you know, just like different streams of, of heart opening, right? And so now not only are we not in this cube, like this cube's been dissolved with the divine uh, brightness of love, but then what's going directly into our heart are all the ingredients so that we can create peace and connection Mm. and, um, and emanate that. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to go to, um, Oh, wow. We're at the end of the hour. I don't even know if I can keep you because like I, our agreement was for one hour and, and we used like some of that time for our technical technology. Yeah. I, I, um, I have more time. I mean, we've been on for 34 minutes. I could go, I could go an hour, which would be another 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. All right, because I, I do want to go to like a short commercial break to honor Wake Up With Giants Network, which is what we're, where we're broadcasting from, mm. and then come back and share um, a poem and then continue our conversation. Thank you for being here, Nikki. That, Hi, Nikki. That is, yeah. Do you know Nikki? Or no? Uh, no, I was just saying hello. I'm, okay. I can see her little, her little <laughs> See her little face? <laughs> like, who are you, Nikki? That's such an amazing explanation of forgiveness. Thank you for helping my thoughts around it to pivot. Oh, beautiful. All right. We'll we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you tired of playing small? Stop wondering what it takes to live a giant life. Come stand on the shoulders of giants. From our mind-shifting interviews with the world's most powerful giants to our global community of people reaching their potential just like you. Wake Up With Giants TV offers hundreds of episodes to help you live a giant life. Listen now on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Spotify, and more. Wake Up With Giants TV. All right. So um, I'm going to share a poem. Did you know I write poetry? I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to hear. <laughs> Do you know I write I write poetry? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed your poetry as well. Um, I wonder awesome. if that's part of what you know rekindled this for me this year. So, um, mm. this one is called "Our Limbs Are Sun Rays." Our power flows through our limbs like sun rays. We ebb and flow some days, yet know it is not for always. For in all ways, we grow from the elevation of our souls. Your soul is a foundation of who you truly are, the part of you that is true, that is the true star of the show. You have to let her know that she is the beginning. Stop spinning in that circle, confusing yourself in the mire and twerkle. Twerking to release is fine to the edification of the miracle of you allow her to come through. Your power mm. flows through your limbs like sun rays, yet some days there seems to be no sun. Some days it seems like you're the only one who gets mm. it. Don't diminish your purpose and twirl around in the oh shit. You're it. This is all for the elevation of your, com your commitment. If only you could remember to nurture and nourish your soul, that is the door, lock, and key to be whole. What you see with your eyes is not the prize. It is what you see with your soul that matters. The matter you create with your mind is the truth, the truth of your existence. Even when it all looks scattered, keep the distance from what the world shows you. You know what's really real. Believe what's in your heart, not when your logic is upside down and believe your logic when your heart is turned around. It mm. is a magnanimous task to render, knowing that the actual work is the surrender. The temptation to self-destruct often erupts, revealing itself as emotional splatter on those who tell you that you matter. The steady path is the congruence with the mind and heart. That's where you can start. The sun comes up every day. You always get another chance to play. You always get to start anew. Be sure you keep the sole pair of eyes when you do. Our limbs mm. are sun rays and some days to glow less. Whether you offer light or none at all, always know that as long as you are in the work of the surrender, you are a high quality mind and time bender emanating more than just light you're elevating you're alleviating no, not only yours but others plights mm. so yeah nice <laughs> i love it <laughs> true poet nice yeah I so love it. thank you i thought that was like cuz i was like scrolling through i'm writing a book of poetry um and so oh, awesome yeah, I was like, you know, I feel like I wrote a poem about this. So this this was like one I wrote probably back in February. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to share a poem. Okay, just... let's do that. <laughs> so this poem is unnamed because it's coming in hot. This poem in this moment is being made up right now on the spot. This is a poem, not from my mind, but from the flow. 
This is happening live on the free to be show. So the message is to surrender. Surrender and let love enter. Surrender and let the divine be your mentor. Slow down, open your heart into your center. Let go of control. You're a beautiful soul. You are forgiven, you're already whole. This moment is holy. This moment is now. This moment is always, wow, a surprise when you see with the eyes of your heart, no despise. Ah, forgiveness, forgiveness. I give this forgiveness. Life is forgiving. Life is for living, for loving. I forgive. I forgive. You are forgiven. This life is for living. This life is for loving. <sighs> okay. <Thank you. laughs> the free to flow show. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you for that. I got an original O right here. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, this, the, the beautiful thing about what we've been sharing, like this whole conversation is an actual like embodiment of what sacred thinking is isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like out of all of my guests ever, um, this, uh, I'm thinking about what I just said out of all my guests ever, I don't, not to compare, but I'm just saying what happened the way our show started with the technical glitch, it was like, not even a thing. You know what I mean? Like, there was, mm -hmm. there was no attachment to that and, and showing people like how unattached you can be to the most unexpected things, you know, and then just entering into the conversation and, <clears throat> and now sharing, you know, from our souls, um, the poetry just further defines the embodiment of what that, what that feels like and what it can be like. So, um, if anyone's wondering if you can do this, you can. Like, look, we just did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're, we're always prepared for the moment, right? We have everything that we need because we're, we are, we're connected to life, right? We're connected to source and we're resourceful. It's, it's the division in our minds, seeking and searching, trying to find that, that, that makes life seem more complex, right? And so when we're in the moment and open, then the intelligence of the moment, the intelligence of life, the intelligence of our own heart, the heart knows what to say, how to say it, when to say it. There's a simplicity there. And you know, even doing poetry on the spot. It's not, it's not something that, I mean, you could, you could say that it, it's a, it's a skill because I've been doing it a little bit, but it's also arising out of just trusting the moment 
and being willing to speak unfiltered what it is that I'm experiencing in the moment, you know, without, without judging it or needing it to be something. Um, but life is like that is what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. We, we, we are way more equipped and prepared for life than we might think we are. Yeah. That's so yeah. true. And, Continue. Uh, and, and it, you know, we're, there's a lot of fear on the planet right now and a lot of information and a lot of change happening. And I think it's more pertinent than ever that we develop a deeper trust, not, not trust just in the known and things that we understand already, but a trust in our heart and, and trusting in, in, in life, essentially, um, to help us even move to the next stage of our evolution, whatever is beyond the information age, right? The age of inspiration, the age of intuition, whatever we want to, right? There's a, we're, we're in a shift have been for a while in a shift of ages. And I've noticed that, you know, the faster things are changing, the more fear there is, the more intensity there is, the more suffering and more complexity can come if we are trying to stay in control and trying to govern our lives primarily by what we can know and understand and control. You know, so the type of trust that I'm speaking of that we're being invited to cultivate is that trust in, in our hearts, trust in the human spirit. And, and trust in that love, you know, like that, um, yeah, that divine love and allowing ourselves to be conduits for that. Um, and everything we do, whether mm -hmm. it's voting <laughs> or, you know, speaking to someone who doesn't believe the same way we do, or, you know, speaking to someone that we know, you know, <laughs> just seeing that person with soul eyes every time, you know, seeing others with soul eyes, seeing ourselves with soul eyes, you know, beginning with that mm. is the opportunity, you know, that, that is uh, available to us. This has really a, felt like a real, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say you have, you have such a, a beautiful heart. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How, how are you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling like this has really been like a real free to be show, you know, because mm, nice. <laughs> we, we are like, right. that's the whole point. It's just like, uh, right. to like free your mind uh, to listen to your heart and let that, um, let that, you know, energetic flow of reciprocity just flow, you know, through your whole being. Mm. And this is the why I created this show because that's the way I want people to experience life. You know, you don't have to see what you don't want to see. You can free yourself to see something new and you know experience something different even in you know like i've been living in this house for 15 years but every day i open my eyes i'm like mm, i wonder what i'm gonna enjoy in my house today you know nice. and i really think that and i really do that you know and um 
Yeah, I, I was talking to um, I was talking to uh, I hesitate because I was talking to one of my children and I'm like, hmm, how should I phrase this? I'll just say I was talking to one of my children and, you know, they were complaining about how trash life is. And I was like, well, you know, it's your choice. Does it, you know, life doesn't have to be trash, trash, you know, um, you can choose to um, experience it different. And so when they were asking me how to do that, I just basically told them what I just told you. It's like, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. So. um I'm I'm just I'm loving the energy of this moment and the flow that we've had in the show and I'm this is so remarkable. I'm so happy that mm. we're having this conversation. I'm so happy I'm here with you, Oren. Like every time we talk, it's every time we talk. This is like the second time we've had I a know. conversation. <laughs> but I feel like way, right? <laughs> you know, like Instagram Messenger is a thing. <laughs> right. And yeah, we're, but... and we're, 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 we're connected, right? We're connected beyond time and space. And, and I, I say that just as a kind of universal truth, but it's very real in my experience. I can, I can feel when someone's like in my orbit, you know what I mean? So we've been orbiting <laughs> each other. You're like, Oh, I see you over there. I see you over there, you know? So in that sense, we have been, like communicating you know even when we're not like texting yeah I, I, I see you over there I'm like okay I see you yeah I see you and yeah. I send you some stuff sometimes too so yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah people will understand more when your episode goes live from the ultimate coach podcast <laughs> what we're saying <laughs> that was a good show yeah so mm, yeah yeah but this one's even better so is there anything more you would like to put into the space? Hmm. Hmm. I want to share a revelation that I had a while back. It's I I was I searched for freedom. Hmm. I searched for freedom. I searched for freedom in various ways over a period of time. I searched for freedom and I found love. And so then I gave myself to love. And surprisingly, I found freedom. And so love and freedom are intimately connected, if not one in the same. Mm. Right? Like lo love is the ultimate freedom. And, and love is love is yes we, we 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 are that and love is even if we're not loving ourselves we're still loved and we still are loved so there's a freedom in that there is freedom that is freedom yes you know and tying that into creation you know whatever creation looks like for our vision imagination of life or allowing life to be created through us um yeah, we have the ultimate power to create when we're being love and when we're in freedom, which are both our natural state and who and what we are. So love, love is the master key. And last thing I'll say about love, and this was another revelation that I had, it's 
I love myself even when I'm not loving myself. Mm. I love myself even when I'm not loving myself. I love like myself. Yeah, even when I'm not loving myself. So it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> yeah. I, I or, or if you can or if you can allow yourself to be loved even when you're not loving yourself, then you freed yourself of the loop of seeking love, which is also coming from judgment. And so unconditional love includes conditional love, meaning unconditional love loves uncon loves conditional love because love is and so it's kind of a mind twister but if you just feel the essence of it you can you can grasp it or feel it for a moment what if you can you go oh i'm not loving myself i want to love myself or i don't know how to love myself we don't need to get stuck in that because even that is something to be loved which love is it. why the sacred thinking is with your heart and not your mind. Right. Exactly. Because the mind is the one that gets like into the seeking mode, right? Right. But the and, heart and, doesn't. It just like exactly. pulls. Yeah, it just uh I I think I think of it as a like a it's radiating out and receiving, like. Right, receiving and giving all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, when we free ourselves to that, then it goes to the mind and the mind can give it form. Mm -hmm. And and then we can see with our physical eyes mm. love everywhere. Right? Yeah. So that's beautiful. That's my concept behind my book, Detached Love. It's it's mm. detached love, transforming your heart so that you can transform your mind is basically what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you both. I've enjoyed being with you, loving you both. Blessed be love. every breath. Mm. I love you, Steve. <laughs> love you, Steve. Thank Appreciate you so you much. Being here. Yeah. And everyone else who's here tuning in live or in the future, thank you for just being here with us and being part of this conversation and the love that's present. Yeah. I'm grateful. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me, but just the way you're being with me, this has been delightful. Oh, it, it's been an absolute joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll have to have you back on for magnetizing effortlessly. Ooh. Ooh. I know jam. that's your jam. <laughs> yeah. You'll be back next month. <laughs> All right. Sounds All right. good. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for being here. We're going to close out um, with some thoughts. And until next week, be free. So are you free? Do you own your part in that? Rather than lingering in shame, guilt, and despair. Let's see where you can create more freedom, more joy, and replenish from within. Visit me at CordeliaGafar.com and sign up for the five ways to only create joy. Until next week, be free.